Welcome to week four of the Premier League Football Neophytes. Nate here. Chris is here too. And we are recording late into the evening. Uh, Chris was out with some friends and I just sat in my living room waiting. Studying. Waiting. You studying. Right? I was studying. But I was studying for our fantasy football draft, which is tomorrow night. Tomorrow American night. football. Fantasy football draft, our keeper league, which is super exciting. But we're not talking about that type of football. We are talking about... The, the soccer kind, the soccer kind of football. Chris is dropping a fidget spinner. <laughs> of a child. <laughs> of a child, of my child. Um, I'm laughing right now, but here's what sucks about watching Premier League football. If I watch, I, so last night I watched my Oregon Ducks blow it, lose a game to Auburn late at night. I can basically just go to bed afterwards or a couple hours later and sleep off the sadness. But when you watch your team lose at 6 in the morning... At, by, least, at least it was 6 a.m. for you this week. But it's true. But still, like by 7.50, my day is like already shot. And I couldn't figure out, like, why was I kind of pissed later? And that's why. Because my team lost. I had to sit with it all day. So that's the thing that sucks about watching the Premier League here is you have to sit with it all all day. And... Man, this Wolves match against Everton, I think it's like I, I finally feel my hopes dashed for the season. <laughs> I, thought, oh, no. I thought for sure like we had a shot at like top Drawing seven. every match? <laughs> yes, I thought we would end with 38 <laughs> points. 38 points? And, and barely escaping relegation by <laughs> drawing every match. No, but I really did think we, we – I still do think we have a great squad. I think we have a good chance. We've played great in Europe, and we'll talk about that here uh, in a little bit, but it's just have three points after four matches and being 17th place stinks. And so um, I was really bummed. And then just to watch the way the defense played, like the, the, the offense looked good and I was excited. So uh, we made a couple start uh, changes in starting uh, Patrick Catrone, our new, one of our new forward strikers from uh, AC Milan and Adame Traore, who's been playing great at Beast. this, the beast at this center wing wing back position, um, I thought they were great decisions, and it it showed like there was much better press um, up front. The problem was we were just playing from behind, basically from I don't know what it was, the seventh or eighth minute, and the defense just looked bad. Uh, Cody looked bad with that horrible pass. Um, it was just the the back side of our defense was just really bad. And so it was super depressing. Um, and then in that goal, and then we keep coming back, tying it, and I'm like, would be thankful for, for a point on the road. And then um, Richarlison scores again on a header where Willie Bolly, who can pretty much out jump anyone, he's always ahead above everyone, just doesn't leave his feet. I don't know if he just didn't know. Richarlison was there or not, but he doesn't leave his feet. Um, he was obviously frustrated with the game. Um, it was just, I, it was a bad performance. It was super, super disappointing. Um, Willie Bolly also leads us off with a trifecta, <laughs> a trifecta this week of red cards. I was going to ask, I, you know, I didn't, didn't see the match, um, but Looking at the recap, I saw Willie Bolly got the red. Yeah. Uh, what happened? 
it was just frustration. I think that was what I noticed today. And people will say this, and this is going to be the question about Wolves all season, especially if they are struggling in the Premier League, is they're just going to be asking, do they have what it takes to perform in both Europa and in the Premier League? And to be honest, I think the Wolves had, what did I say, six yellow cards today? Yep. The vast majority of the yellow cards were were lazy, were just lazy tackles where a guy was getting beat and instead of letting them get a run, he trips him or throws his hip into him. And that's what happened with Willie Bowie. Willie's was in the fifth minute of it. I mean, the game is like 10 seconds away from ending and he just basically hip checks this guy and it's clearly frustration coming out. So, um, yeah, I, it, it was, it was a bummer. Like it was, I was definitely disappointed with the game, with the match today. Well, should we move on to, uh, <laughs> to your disappointment? About my disappointment? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let me tell you what disappointing is, Nate. Disappointing is getting up at 4.30 in the morning True. to watch your team tie Southampton. Um, it was... Like it's classic Manchester United. Yeah, like at least yeah, this season just, or at least yeah, going back into last seasons. year, yeah. and it was um, probably my biggest Pogba disappointment game. And there's been a <laughs> few is, of them, which is saying a lot. Saying yeah. a lot. Um, you know, going into the game, actually Manchester was was super injured, a lot of injuries, so forced huh. forced lineup changes. You know, Shaw who pulled the hamstring the week before, which led to the goal, which led to them losing. Um, he sat out, uh, Martial was also out with an injury and then they pulled Lingard because he's been not what you would call good. Yeah. The last couple of weeks. Right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of new faces in the lineup this week. Um, some worked, some not so much. Um, but the, the crazy part with Pogba and, it, and I've said this a lot, I feel like over the last few <laughs> weeks, he has so much talent Of course, and yeah. he can be so good. And it's just when he wants to be, and so I would I would actually say that this is probably the f- the worst half of football I've ever seen from him in the first half. Uh-huh. Um, probably like ten twenty minutes into the second, they made their first substitutions. Part of their substitutions was moving him forward and to the outside, mm-hmm. and it was like all of a sudden the light switch with him, where he just just decided okay, I like being here a lot more, and now I'm going to play. And he made some great plays late, um, almost scored, made a great pass up to Rashford in the box that almost led to a goal. Um, He was a different player when they subbed him up and moved him out of the position that they've been playing him in every week. Yeah, And like part of me, not knowing a whole lot about managerial strategies – um, goes, why the hell isn't he playing there every week? Like, he was a different player for the last 30 minutes of that match this week than he was for the first 60. And that's the knock on him, right? Is he sometimes he decides he wants to play and sometimes he doesn't. And that's, I mean, what a that means just a horrible way to, to treat your teammates. And then it's that's really tough to manage. Yeah, it was tough. So, um, yeah, tough match. Um, if you look at the goal, Victor Lindelof, second week in a row, he doesn't know how to jump for a header and doesn't contest, and it leads directly to a goal. Last week, it was he didn't contest enough, and it 
The guy flicked a header to his teammate who went in basically one-on-one to the goalie. Uh, this week it was a direct goal off of him not jumping and challenging enough on the header to stop a goal, yeah. which, I mean, two weeks in a row, I don't know if he's just really undersized or or what, but that's super frustrating as a new fan to watch and go like, yeah, I can pinpoint these two goals of whose responsibility they are. Like, you know, you can't blame those on the keeper when your defender's not doing their job. Yeah. But there was a positive, right? Like the strike from Daniel James. Yes. Like was a thing of beauty. It was gorgeous. And I've been a critic of Daniel James up until this week. And, you know, we've joked and you guys have called him the flopper. The Wolves fans have called him the flopper. For sure. The diver, whatever you want to call him. But um, this week he played really well. He was really under control, which he hasn't been the last couple weeks, which I kind of get. You know, you're 21 years old. You're playing in the EPL League for Manchester United. You're starting games at that age. Um, I get being out of control, but this week he played so well. He played within himself. He didn't try and challenge too much. Didn't try and go one-on-one, one-on-two like he was the last couple weeks. And when he got the opportunity, man, that goal was picture perfect. I mean, just a laser beam. Like, you know, you see those classic shots where they're bent in and they're, you know, hooking. This was a straight laser. There was no spin on this thing. It was just going to the top right of the back of the net and there was nothing anyone could do to stop it yeah that was beautiful now your match also had a red card, red card. It what did. happened there um it was kevin danzo was the one who yeah who did he it. he made um and it, it was i don't think it was frustration it was more laziness on his part um, a couple of lazy tackles, in my opinion, and the second one caught up to him because he got a red or he got a yellow card in the first half for a bad tackle, and then um, Manchester United was on a break on the outside, and he just slid across and took out the guy's shin and got tossed. Um, you would hope going up, you know, a body with 15, 20 minutes left in the game that you could probably steal a goal and go home with a win. Uh, but not this Manchester United team. <laughs> not today, they said. Oh, no, no. We will not try and win this game for our fans. I did not wake up to watch this game. But what I did wake up to <laughs> was looking at my phone and just seeing red card <laughs> from Chris. Yeah, I didn't, you know, when James scored, you know, he scored relatively early. Probably yeah. 20, 20th minute memory serves. It was somewhere around there. It was yeah. early. And I was looking at my phone going, well, it's 4.50. Is it too early to text Nate? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, yeah, so that was kind of the match. Um, you know, it was, just, it was just another one of those things, and it just makes me wonder, uh, listening to some of the stuff afterwards, listening to some of the fan reaction, the commentators are actually pretty good about Manchester United's performance after the match. They talked a lot about um, how they're showing improvement and they're playing with a lot more heart uh, than they did in the past, but um, a lot of issues. Um, even when Lingard got in, he was terrible again. Um, he, he did a lot of what Daniel James was doing early, going one-on-one, one-on-two. Um, he had a wide-open Mason Greenwood on the outside and instead tried to put it in from like 30 yards out and had no chance whatsoever. Mm. Um, Mason Greenwood got in for like the last nine minutes, and here's what I'm going to say. He needs to play a lot more. Kid's 17 years old. I get it, but he is lightning. He's magic out on the pitch. Even in those nine minutes, he had one awesome shot that the keeper made a sweet diving save on. Um, Kid needs to get out there. He's faster than everybody. When the ball's at his feet, he's – he just looks so good, and 
Um, it's time to let the kid play. Well, we'll see coming forward. I mean, if they keep drawing matches and dropping points, he may get more time in. Our match of the week was Arsenal-Tottenham. I think everyone was looking forward to the North London derby. Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. Um, super exciting match to it watch. Was, it was awesome. Uh, I was not that looking forward to it just because I, you know, North London Derby, whatever to me. Um, but I was watching it today and I, I texted you halfway through and I was like, sign me up for this every week. This match is awesome. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great Derby. Um, obviously the, the big news, Arsenal dominates the first 10 minutes for the most part. Tottenham scores uh, to go up early. They score again. They're up 2-0, um, which everyone says is the most dangerous score um, in soccer. And we see why, right? You've got um, a team gets up 2-0, and it's easy to kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit and relax. And right before half, um, Lacazette just pumps a screamer <laughs> right up into the corner um, to, to cut the lead in half and then going into the break, you know, a lot of, a lot of momentum with Arsenal, uh, and then obviously you have Aubameyang with the equalizer later on. That was a sweet goal. Sweet goal. Just a little just flick, like, a little touch like off that right cross. Off, it was like right off his cleat too, like just a nice little cross and he just dove in with that foot and it looked like it just hit his cleat and went straight in. It was great. So good. He scored me a ton of points today for my uh, fantasy he league. Was, he was awesome. I he, love he's a Yang. difference maker for sure. He's my, he's my son's favorite favorite player. It's totally understandable. Totally understandable. Do we want to talk a little bit about Tottenham and how they're actually struggling in the Premier League? Yeah, I didn't lot. even realize this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just watching the game today and going back over the last couple of weeks, um, the commentators started talking about how disappointing they've been. And um, they've actually only scored 16 points in their last 16 Premier League games. Wow. They've only won four of those 16 matches at the same time. Um, it's been a rough run in the Premier League for them. And I think it's been overlooked by their great run to the finals of, Champions of League. the Champions yeah. League, um, where they played really good there. But yep. if you go back and you look at their record, going back into February of last year, they've been struggling. I mean, I think we were all really surprised by last week's result. I mean, who yeah. loses to Newcastle? 2 nothing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, like... This is not a good trend for any team. And again, we don't—I don't not pretending to be a Spurs historian by any means. And I don't know the waves and flows of the Premier League. Um, but if you go back to their last sixteen matches, it's not pretty. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look forward. And I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about Tottenham Tottenham later on when we make our our picks and upsets. Uh, the other match where we had a 2-0 lead that was wasted away was Chelsea-Sheffield United. Chelsea goes up 2-0. And this, again, is like what we're – it seems like to be a trend with Chelsea. Like really good first half and then really piss poor second half, and that's what happened here. They really looked great in the first half. Um, Tammy Abraham, two more goals – um, I don't remember what the stat was, but that's back-to-back games braces. with brace. Yeah, two braces. Uh, braces for our American listeners is when you score two goal. We all know what a hat trick is. Three, 
but a brace is when you score two. Tammy Abraham with another two. He's a he's a likable kid. And as yeah. much as I don't like Chelsea, there are a number of players um, who are likable on that team. But Sheffield United stands strong, <laughs> plays them up real well. Um, Callum Robinson with the great goal um, to cut the lead in half, and then just a brilliant. Um, a brilliant cross that leads to the own goal by Kuzma, but a great, great equalizer by Sheffield United. And I think, I mean, for both of us, I think we both picked Sheffield United as like our lowest team in our tables. And they're, they're getting points, which you need to do to stay out of relegation. Yeah. It was a good match. You know, it was on right after the Manchester disappointment and, uh, yeah, you summed it up well there. Yeah. Um, let's run through these last uh, few matches. Manchester City 4, Brighton nil. Um, Aguero with a brace. Uh, that team, I think Aguero leads the league now with, with six goals. Um, he's they, good. He's good. He's good. <laughs> he's, he's good. Those guys, Man, Man City is just amazing. Obviously, they drop points to Tottenham, but they just they just dominate. Speaking of domination, Liverpool 3, Burnley 0. Um, this match was interesting because I wanted to see if Burnley, how good Burnley was, right? Yeah. We know how great Liverpool is, but Burnley had been playing well, had been playing teams well. Um, and I, I still don't know if they're bad, but Liverpool is amazing. They like, are. Uh, at the same time, if Burnley had a keeper who decided to play in that game, they maybe would have had a better result. I don't know if they would have won or even gotten a draw, but that first Liverpool goal was just... But to be fair, that was the Alexander-Arnold one, right? Yeah. I, I To be fair on that, he's playing up because there's no way Alexander-Arnold is taking a shot from there. That's a cross gone wrong, gone right. Gone right, yeah, right? Exactly. Like. And what I love about it, too, is he throws his arms in the air like, I did that on purpose. But and we all know you didn't. And all... then you, like, covered your face because you were embarrassed because you know you weren't trying to do it. But you got it. But you got it. I mean, yeah. So, I, to be fair, I don't know if, uh, I think, I actually don't remember who the goal is. Is it Tom Heaton still? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. This is our level of, uh, of football knowledge. Burnley goalkeeper. Yeah, it was a uh, guy not going to be playing next week. Oh, I think I think he will, but there were some <laughs> other bad plays in that match. Um, moving on, Crystal Palace won Aston Villa nil. That one obviously had a super controversial ending. Jack Grealish mm. uh, makes this pass, fall like kind of gets tripped up or appears to get tripped up in the box, but he gets the ball away and uh, a goal is scored, but. The referee had blown the whistle and called it a dive on him. And carded so the, so, and card, yeah, because it was a dive in the carded box. So the carded dive. him for the dive, and then the goal is disallowed. And it's hard to say. As a Wolves fan, it looks like he dives. <laughs> I've heard mixed reactions on both sides, but um, another controversial ending here. Yeah, and like... I don't know. I saw it live. It kicked in right after the Chelsea match ended, and they showed like the last two yeah, minutes of this I game. I saw it too. And it's like the only part that most of us in America actually saw. But, you know, Grealish makes that run and maybe gets tripped, maybe doesn't. But 
my thing was like he went down and got right back up. It's not like he went down and rolled around on the ground and grabbed an ankle and a knee and tried to sell this thing. Like he went down, slid on his knees, got back up as that pass is completed, and then buried into the back of the net. And he gets the diving. I mean, it was brutal. If you're yeah. an Aston Villa fan, like I feel for you this week. Yeah, I don't really care that you lost, but <laughs> but but at least I I really do feel for you. I I thought it was an unfair call. Again, not knowing everything that you know the rules take into account and what the VIR takes into account and what the um, you know the referees taking into account. I so it's tough, but to watch that as a neophyte was to say you guys got hosed. And I just looked up Nick Pope. Nick Pope is the keeper for okay. for Burnley. Um, moving on, Leicester City three, Bournemouth one. Vardy, uh, I think, had a couple goals in that match. His first goal was. Did you see that one? He, Vardy, no, Vardy, a long, a long pass. Um, the keeper's totally out of position. He's up towards the end of the eighteen-yard box, and Vardy just pumps it over his head, and just like arcs it over, or, uh, over and in. But Leicester City looking really good. They they look strong. They look really strong in the early part of the season. I'm worried. Yep. Because Manchester plays them next week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Newcastle won. Watford won. Watford gets their first point of the season. Woo, congrats, Watford. Yep, there you go, Watford. Um, Even though your goal should not have been allowed, but congrats, Watford. Yeah, well, Newcastle's goal probably shouldn't have been allowed either because I think there was a handball on, on oh, Newcastle's. I, we might have to go back then. Uh, I thought it was Watford that had the handball. No, it was, New, okay. it was Newcastle. Watford probably should have won that. That was... Uh, yeah, that's another like VAR error there. All right. Well, congrats, Watford. I'm proud of you. Uh, and then West Ham United to Norwich nil. Do we have to talk about this? Pookie watch ends. Pookie. I was man. so excited. And I the and the other sad thing, you probably don't care at all about this, but there's a Mexican soccer player named Chicharito. I do know Chicharito. You know Chicharito? He gone. He's gone. That yeah. was actually the other thing. I woke up to two things Saturday morning. One was your text message about the red card. Then the other was Chicharito Transfer. on to Sevilla. Now, is is that a loan or is it a full transfer? You know what? Out? I actually never read. I think it's a full transfer. I didn't. It so didn't you, seem there was. A, it didn't seem like there was. So a with the there. transfer window being closed, you're still allowed to send people away. Yes. You can't take people in unless yes. it's a loan. Uh, actually, I don't know that. I don't know if that's true. I don't think you can bring anyone in during the transfer window. I thought you could if they were alone. No, I think I think once a transfer window is closed, no players. You can sign a free agent, but you can't like take someone in. Okay. Yeah, and that's what makes it complex because right now you have um, you have the Premier League having a different transfer window ending than a lot of the rest of Europe. Yep. So you've got guys going out and not coming in. Um, we did miss. We missed our third. We didn't talk about our third red, red, card. Card. red card. Our trifecta red card yeah. uh, came in the Crystal Palace Aston Villa match. Trezeguet, um, again, but all the red cards this week were poor, lazy tackles leading to two yellows. Trezeguet's came in really, really hard. And on this slide tackle, on the wing, really late, totally uncalled for. I mean, 
it was a clear yellow, but um, led to our third red card, our first trifecta of red cards in the season. I don't know how many red cards normally happen, but uh, yeah. it feels early to have a trifecta already. Yeah, well, we've only had, you know, there was one in week one. There was nothing in week two. Last week, there was only one, and now we got a, a hat yeah. trick. There we go, the hat trick. It's ramping up. So where are we at? Where's uh, Who's in relegation zone right now? Yeah, so rounding out the relegation zone, uh, last place, even though they got their first point, was Watford. Uh, joining them down there in the bottom is Norwich City. And followed by Aston Villa at three points each, uh, with the Wolves tied with them, but a leading on goal differential uh, right now. Also with three points, uh, but a negative one goal differential keeps them out of the bottom three for right now. Obviously, I don't think either of us think the Wolves are going to be there for for much longer. Um, but for now, you kind of have to sweat. Yeah, we'll sweat. It's early, but sweat I will couple hair stood out to me this week. Um, the first one was watching the replays of the Man U match and seeing Yannick Vestergaard's beautiful, blonde, flowy, headbanded hair Stop. flying through the air. It's dirty, connect- greasy, Italian, he, German, European, disgusting. He, he looks like, he actually looks like an ultimate Frisbee player. <laughs> He does. He looks like they asked him to put his cigarettes away before he ran out onto the pitch. <laughs> yes. That's who he looks like. Yes. Uh, you know what? Since we're talking about that match, I'm going to throw this out there. I was a little disappointed because as they show shots of Manchester United bench in that game, I see the beautiful hair of uh, Tahith Chong, oh. um, who is a backup who has had zero playing time so far. But he has a wonderful, beautiful, full hair of curls and locks. It's it's nice. pretty awesome. Ooh. But I feel like we can't really consider it because um, can't get on the, the pitch. pitch yet. Well, we can consider it. Okay. Uh, the other hair that I love, Callum Robertson looked good. The cross was great. The hair looks great. Nice. Uh, I'm just on the sucker for the, the, the bleached the bleached tips on the fro. I <laughs> love it. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for it. I only have one name for us to talk about this week and that is Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore came on as a substitution in the Chelsea match and I think I would have I was making breakfast so I just had the match on in in the kitchen and I don't I think it would have just slipped by me but the commentator said that's a proper English name. <laughs> I was like Billy Gilmore. That sounds like an Adam Sandler character, right? Yeah. Stop looking at me. Are you too good for your home? <laughs> right. So <laughs> That's that's Billy Gilmore stood out to me. We did want to take a second and talk about um, European football. So for our listeners, one of the confusing things about soccer is there's so many different cups and tournaments going on. And so uh, this week was the draw for the Champions League and Europa. These are two tournaments. Champions League takes the best teams from all of Europe and puts them together. The top four teams from the Premier League get in there. So that's Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea this year. And for Europa, the next three. So teams five, six, and seven got in. That was Arsenal, Man U, and Wolves. So we're going to probably be touching in on uh, Europa at the very least this year, maybe talking about Champions League if some of the, the Premier League teams advance. But 
It matters for us because we've got Wolves and Man U. Uh, teams from the same league can't be drawn together in the same group. So in the group stages, which maybe we'll explain later, um, uh, in the group stages we won't face each other, but potentially down the line if we make uh, final 16 or final 8. The other thing I find interesting, since we aren't having a lot of success with our American watch... <laughs> Um, in the Champions League, there are five Americans playing, and in the Europa, there's five Americans playing, and in Champions League, there's even one American coach. So maybe we'll talk about some Americans uh, if we ever talk there. But um, I didn't know there were ten Americans good enough to play in high-level <laughs> Europeans. There are. There are a surprising lot of Americans who play in Germany, actually. That seems to be a place. That's where, uh, yeah, yep, that's exactly right. That's where uh, Pulisic came from. So speaking of Pulisic, let's talk about him for a second. Yeah, not I, a whole lot to talk about this not, week. No, again, like, I think he's 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 playing fine football, yeah. which, to his credit, he's young, playing for one of the top teams, not just in the Premier League, but in all of Europe. Yep. And he's holding playing, his own. he's holding his own, yeah. you know. Um, he's on the goal on the, I think it was the first goal Tammy Abraham scored. Pulisic was the one drop driving it up the middle of the field and he kicked it out right to the wing for the cross that came he's, in that ended up bouncing around. So another hockey assist for him. <laughs> yes. Another hockey assist for him. But, um, yeah, so not a lot to talk about there on American watch. Let's move into our picks. Yeah. All right. So looking back on the week, Nate and I were both amazing with our picks that we gave you guys last week. Uh, Nate, in his lock, gave you Newcastle, which lost. Uh, in his underdog upset, he gave you the Wolves, which lost. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. I doubled down on Norwich, which lost. <laughs> uh, so I took them as my lock and my underdog. That was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. So, point-wise, we both got zero. Money-wise, we both lost $1,100 on our betting. <laughs> Um, if you look at our yearly total, I am now sitting at a negative 1,593 shekels. Jen would not be happy. She would not. She would be very disappointed in my choices. <laughs> yes. Um, Nate, you are a positive five rupees. I will take my five rupees. So, all right, looking at this week, uh, in my lock, I got to go safe because I got to get out of the negative here. I'm taking Manchester City, who is a minus 557 favorite, meaning a $1,000 bet is going to pay like a little over, I don't know, 600 bucks. Nice. For my lock, I'm also playing it safe, but also sticking it to Newcastle, who I tried to go with this last week, and they let me down. So I'm going with Liverpool, which is a very safe bet, it feels like. Yep, they're the biggest favorite of the week at uh, minus 749. Um, so... Playing it safe this week, both of us are. We're taking the two tops. Uh, for the underdog, I'm going with Crystal Palace. Uh, I'm taking them at a plus 998, basically 1,001. Yep. So that could be a $1,000 win for me. Um, you know, I feel like they've been playing rather well the, the last couple games, and I thought that that line was probably a little bit too high um, considering they're – I mean, they are on the road at Tottenham, and as we discussed earlier, Tottenham is not exactly lighting the world on fire. So I'm going to take a risk and see if I can get it to pay out. 
yeah, I think it's a good. I, I like it. I looked at that match as well. For me, though, I am going with Leicester City over Man U. Leicester City's at home. Leicester City has played great this year. Man U, as we've seen, has been um, inconsistent at best. At best. Well, not that. Maybe not at best. Their first match was great. Yeah. <laughs> but since their first match, they have been inconsistent at best. And so I'm going with Leicester City um, to take. Man, you nice. They're plus five hundred underdogs, so hundred dollar bet on that wins you five hundred bucks. I'll take it. That's all we have for this week. Next week is the international break, yeah. So we get a break. You get a break. And we will see you in two weeks. Peace out, Glazers out. Glazers out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Chris and my dad. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe.